Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. The book of Esther, chapter number 4, and verse number 14, and I'll be reading from the King James Version. And I title this discourse, God of Another Place. I'm not sure I came to preach this morning or even to teach. Because with the apostolic gift God has given to me, according to my son, I do both very well. I didn't come to do all of that. I just came to tell you guys what's on God's mind. That's simple enough. In Acts 4.14, the King James Version, the Bible declares... For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall there be enlargement and deliverance will arise to the Jews from another place. Somebody say another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knew it? Whether that would come to the kingdom for such a time like this. God brought you in here. Brought you into his kingdom. Not just so you will be around and look good. And sound nice or even sing good. He brought you into this church. Into his kingdom. Into his ministry. Deliberately. There are people here who have been trying to leave, but they can't. Because you are not here because the pastor, the pastors love you too much. There is something about this place. Mama couldn't stop you. Dad couldn't stop you. Friends couldn't stop you. No crisis that have come very close. Is able to stop you. You don't even understand. You quit. You stay away for three Sundays. And your leg bring you back. That's because it's not the work of a man. It's the work of almighty God. Every time my wife does something I don't like. And it's. I really don't like. I ask myself. What am I doing here? Sometimes I get so unhappy that I hope I don't see her again. Don't tell anybody between you and me. <laughs> I sometimes travel somewhere in the world. Uhuru! I can be all by myself and I have to face this woman every time. Sleep and wake up in the middle of the night and can't stop thinking about her. It's if you have a handkerchief, you can come and wipe away my tears too. <laughs> and one day I looked at her face and said, why do I love you like this? I don't want to love you this much. And I thought she would get angry. Yes, I know. She smiled and said, that's because it's bigger than you. And then I kept quiet and said, I can't ask her what that means because she'll find that 
I'm not that sharp. <laughs> but the only thing and all the person I know who's bigger than me and I, and I can't get over him or, or I can't get around him is the one who called me, who saved me, who wrote my name in the book of life. And he knows that there are many things that will happen in my life and ministry and job and marriage that don't make sense, don't even feel convenient. But he declared many years ago, all things, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now all things means good things, not so good things. Painful things, emotionally disturbing things. He said you may not understand, but they all work for your good. And I can tell you, Phil, uh, I'm a very young guy. Don't mind all what he was saying and all these kind of photographs they put on the picture. I'm just like 17 plus, you know. Uh, um, but at least I have lived for 60 years and I'm still cute right (laughs) I got your attention (laughs) finally but there's one thing I've learned over these years is that I look back at the things that I didn't like and I realized they were all spot on all deliberate to make out of me and my life, my ministry, my marriage, exactly what God wants it to be. Amen. Member of my church was crossing the road with her Muslim friend. And then she slipped on a, pe- a pebble or stone or stuff. Right by the road. And fell down and hit her face. And had some blood coming out. And she said, God, what kind of thing is this? Then she looked up and her friend who didn't know she wasn't crossing then, Muslim lady, crossed the road and got hit and she died instantly. She came to me, she was hysterical. Oh my God, she's a Muslim, but she was my friend. We worked together, blah, blah. When she finished everything she was saying, I said, you seem to forget one thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, your friend died. But if you did not fall down, You'd have been dead with her. I don't want to rejoice about somebody's death, but I'm glad I'm alive. I'm glad God chose me to still be here. And I told her, I'm sorry for your friend, but what you should be doing now after seeing what happened to her is to be giving God glory and praise that you made it. You know what she did? She went back to the place where she fell down, picked up a random rock or stone, And say, you must be the one. I name you the one that brought me down. Thank you for hurting my nose a bit. And saving my life. Here's the point. There are many things that are going on in your life. Now you feel God has rejected you. God is not listening. But tomorrow you look back and say, wow. If that did not happen, this would not have happened to make this happen. All things work together for good. 
Don't care if somebody broke your heart after making you love them so much. Just smile and say, I'm coming back in style. Time to look up to the hills from where comes your help. Your help comes from the most high God. Didn't bring us this far to leave us. No, 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 no. Didn't teach us to swim, to let us drown. Ah, God didn't build his home in us to move away. So how can he lift you up to let you down? It's all part of the process. One day you will thank God for what you don't like right now. I'm not preaching, I'm preaching, I'm prophesying to somebody. Let me share some information quickly. The book of Esther, which we read from, one of the best books in the Bible to get a little knowledge about the history of Israel. In the 6th century BC, the Babylonian Empire came up and ruled the whole world of their time. It didn't take half a century before that great nation ceased to exist. 560 BC, a man by the name of Cyrus the Great became king of the new coming nation, the kingdom of Persia. But at that time, Persia was a small Middle East state. And, but within 30 years, they had become strong enough to replace Babylon and became the power of the world. Esther, a slave girl, her original name Hadassah, and her cousin, an adoptive father, a man called Mordecai, son of Jai of the tribe of Benjamin, were part of this exodus away from Babylon into the Persian Empire. So 538 BC, children of Israel had come out of Babylon and captivity in what we call the post-exilic exodus. And they came into this passion empire who after a while they found themselves second class citizen in a country where there was a lot of them. You know the story. A newly appointed minister by the name of Herman. He hated the Jews and planned everything to eliminate them from the Persian empire. But here comes the spiritual the facto leader, if you like, Mordecai, when she found that there was trouble and God's people were going to be destroyed, he heard about it and he contacted the queen who was more like a daughter to her. Esther, who herself was an ex-slave, and he said to her, Esther, I need you to use your good office to help the people of God at this point in time. Oh, Esther, Madam Queen, having a lot of people taking care of her. She was living an outstanding life. She sent excuses back to her leader or to Pastor Mordecai. What you're asking me to do, man, is so inconvenient. It's kind of dangerous. In fact, it is risky. And I don't like being involved in the politics of Shushan. But the truth was that she didn't want to get her hands dirty. 
She didn't want to step out of her comfort zone. She preferred to hold her peace and be the nice, beautiful queen that destiny had brought her into. So the Bible says he, her elder brother, uncle, father in the Lord, whatever you want to call him, sent her a message on the, from the text which I shared with you. And it said, if you hold your peace at this time, look at your neighbor and say, this is a special and vital time in their life. He said to her, if you hold your peace and don't use your vantage position as a queen to help the kingdom of God, I want you to know, Madam Esther, that enlargement and deliverance will still come to the church, to God's food, to the Jews, even if it has to come from another place. So on that day, Esther learned what God wants you to learn. That the God that we serve is a God of another place. He has the ability to replace anybody. It's beautiful that you are loved in the church for what you do and the place that you are. People just love you when you sing or when you preach or when you lead. Whatever it is that makes you feel good for being a part of the forefront of this church. Remember, God has ability to replace anybody. Take the advantage or the vantage position or the privilege you have to serve God here as an honor. Stand on the altar to sing, to do something. Take it as a blessing, as a trust from the one who alone is worthy to be praised. God said, if I need to do something, I can do it with you or without you. I can do it through another place. God is saying, what I need you to do can be done without you. In short, God is saying, and I don't like anybody telling me that, but that's the truth. He said, you are replaceable. Never forget, many years ago I went to preach Takura de Ghana. How many days meeting? And things were going well. People were getting healed and miracles were happening. Things were just going on so good. Then Saturday night the Lord said to me, just like I made you tell the people I want to do very great things on Sunday morning. I said, thank you, Father. I'm in a prayer place and he's talking to me. I said, thank you, Father. He said, but you are not the one I want to use. I said, okay. He said, I want to use your wife. Then I laughed. <laughs> My mind was saying, it be like say, I had to say it with fun so you can get it. It be like say, you don't know my wife. When I wanted to marry my wife, I went to see her in the medical school, you know, uh, uh, and I thought before I dare any proposal, let me see if she's got it. So I said, we've, we've, I've been seeing you because we never really prayed together. She said, that's true. So I said, let's pray together. She said, okay. 
I said, close your eyes. <laughs> Then I said, praying, Hamaho Kapataria, Lengishi Kabahodia, Father, Hekama, Yado Bobojede. And she went, Sida Baba, Sida Baba, Sida, Sida Baba, Sida Baba. And I stopped and I said, Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? She said, I think so. <laughs> I said, So you speak in tongues? She said, Yes. I said, Then speak it. She said, I was speaking it. I said, so this thing you say, Siri, Baba. <laughs> That's you speaking in tongues. <laughs> and in my mind, I said, with all the things I've been all over the world and the forces of darkness I'm having duels with, this is the woman that's going to carry my children and enter that battlefield. I said, Lord, take this cup away from me. So I, I, I finalized the prayer very quickly. I said, I've got to go. I've got an appointment to take you off. And on my way, I'm like, Jesus, don't follow a girl's fine face. Oh. <laughs> this girl is the cutest looking person I've ever seen in my life. I've still ever seen. But what kind of prayer is that? Siri, Baba, Siri. And by the way, we've been married for what? 30 something years. And I'm still crazy about her. Siri, Baba, Siri. <laughs> I said, this is what I'm going to keep in my house to take care of my kids and, and stuff. I kept talking to myself all through till I got to the hotel where I was staying. I said, God, you should have spoken to me about this thing before I went to even try. And God said, that's the woman that will make you better than who you are. <laughs> I said, Really? I'm the one that make up, not the other way around. He said, don't give up my son. There's gold inside her. If you'll be patient and teach her what you know and work with her, you'll be proud of her someday. Well, that someday had come a long time ago. Long time ago. All right, you can clap because I'm saying it. But today we're all in agreement that she's the best preacher in our family. For a woman that I took to my church and told her to share a bit and take the offering just so I should let her know this is the girl I want to marry. That day was a historical day in my ministry. I will never forget that because it has never happened before or after. Mama. <laughs> Normally a young pastor getting stuff done as soon as I'm through I'm in the office they come and give me a report about the offering before they put go to any bank or anywhere so I said where are my offering people then they came inside uh, I said so how did it go today and they were silent I said no you know me it doesn't matter I just want to know just tell me uh, actually there's a little problem I said what problem was there no offering uh, kind of what do you mean kind of? We took offering here today. He said, that's the issue, sir. I said, what is the issue that is issue? <laughs> then one of them gave me a note. And I said, what is this? He said, it came in the offering. I said, how can they write a note in the offering? Is it a prayer request? Not really, but you may need to see it yourself. I said, no, read it to me. Ah, uh, sir, there are many people here. It's not good. 
<laughs> I want to trumps. Look, read it. What, what, what is it? What, what could they write? Read it. And this person said, I respect you, sir, as a great man of God. But the wife you mistakenly chose can never be your wife. She's too cold. She's too ungifted. How can someone like her stand close to the shoe you wear? Please, sir, do yourself a favor. Find another one. And that was just the beginning. Then they let me know why they were not reporting anything. Because the people that put off in the basket, let's say 2%. How the other people knew that this was note writing day? <laughs> I mean, did they plan this thing? They began to write me notes telling me, uh, daddy, this one is, is ice, ice cream. It's cold, it's sweet, but it can't last long. Your ministry is too important. Other ones were, actually insulting. I don't want to say the things they said in church. I got back, closed, knew about this until we were married. But I I wept. I said, God, and you are telling me to still do it. Just one little five minute sharing. I don't have offering today. (laughs) Is this the kind of woman you are trying to bring into my life. I tried to pray. She couldn't pray. I tried everything. And you are punishing me with her. What kind of thing is that? Or did I miss your voice? I knew the answer to that question. And the Lord said to me, don't worry. What is going on now will become a testimony in the future. So when this pastor in Takoradi now said to me, I mean, God spoke to me. I said, I want to use your wife, not you. And I'm like, okay, all right. No problem. Uh, it's like you don't know, but since you are insisting, uh, all these years I've been helping you. <laughs> Person, they help you, God. You know, if you appreciate, you want to reject me in international ministry and take the person away, come out offering for my, for my pastor. Okay, I hope when you regret this, you'll be able to be humble enough to apologize to me. <laughs> But I went to my wife. I said, honey, God said he wants to use you tomorrow, not me. She looked at me like, and what did you tell him? <laughs> I would like to say I advise him. <laughs> but the guy gets strong head. <laughs> I didn't say so. I said, no, I didn't tell him anything. He's God. He has a reason why he wants to use you. I was saying all the nice things to her. In my mind, I said, I will see how they will finish this thing. <laughs> <laughs> my wife never once said are you sure because till today for the many years I've known her if I ever tell her God said she takes it to the bank because she said I know that 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 my husband don't play with words like that and he wouldn't say God told me if God didn't tell him so she went out there in the night she was crying I was sleeping and snoring there's a part of me that wanted both of them to fail <laughs> so that God will know I mean a whole bishop Fernando this is the peak of my preaching day the meeting say, you don't want to use me for waiting now what do, you, what do I do you <laughs> you know she said please be praying for me I said, I'll, I'll be doing that don't worry I slept there 
woke up in the morning, you still had her cry. Oh, father, oh, father. You know I cannot do this thing. Even if you want to disgrace me, why do you bring it to Ghana? <laughs> so, I saw her sitting by my side, and I've told the pastor, I said, I need you to understand this is what God said. I'll go there and bring her up. She was shivering by my seat. Sitting there. That's the time that something happened to me. I'm like, oh no. God, if that's what you want, don't reject me for nothing. Please help her. <laughs> because this one I'm seeing now, how will I handle when we go back home? <laughs> and this man's own offerings are zero. <laughs> so my wife went up on the altar uh, after I brought her up. And she now said, well, uh, I thank God. You all know the real preacher is my husband. He's a preaching machine. He can preach and teach whatever. Me, I don't know why God <laughs> decided to bring me to come and say what I don't know <clears throat> to you. But he said he's God. He wants to obey God. And I know he doesn't say anything like that. And I thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to say my nonsense. After that, you can come and correct it, but I have to obey God. She now started preaching, actually talking. You know, that kind. And when the Bible say, <laughs> so when the Bible saw, so you know, the Bible now, uh, whatever, so God, and my heart was like, Jesus, please help me. Now, I was the one crying. <laughs> I said, God, please, if I've done you anything ever, just forgive me now. And make my wife make sense. Because this, this is frontline news. Please help me. I said, please help her. So she started talking. Started talking. At one time, whatever she was saying had so much heart to it that tears started coming down her eyes. She said, I, I know maybe I'm not a great preacher. But God is saying this to you. And before we knew it, she became loud. God wants you to get this right. I'm like, ah, Shekosi. <laughs> Where did my real wife go to? Before we knew it, she kept moving and she was preaching like fire. I'm preaching, I'm preaching breathlessly. I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. It's like she was not breathing and I was worrying about her and God said it and Jesus said it and went God and she kept going and the pastor was, was animated. Ferguson, I remember his name. He said, my God, that's, that's prophecy. That's, that's what God told us. People are jumping. Ah, confirmation, confirmation. And I was looking at them, what's going on here? And then people start coming out to the altar and falling on the ground. And I could hear one of them say, God, forgive me for my sins. People start repenting. Then people start coming out. This is what God did to me. I was healed. I said, no, no, no. This must be a dream. It's not my wife, not this woman. Then whenever it was, was gone and the pastor was on his feet and pastors were coming down, lying on the floor... The Lord said to me, you seem to have forgotten how I started with you. That's when things flashed through my mind. And I'm like, oh my God. I've forgotten my first estate. Totally forgot that I'm not this, I wasn't this Bishop Fredardo before. And now God is doing something with someone and I think they had no right to be there. God said to me, I'm not going to do it to you, but I need you to know that you are replaceable. Singers, pastors, leaders, the good people of this ministry, you need to know this today. Because what I saw this ministry becoming, 
awesome. I sent a message to the pastor and I said, God really loves you. And he laughed. He didn't understand. Ask your father, ask those who have been around me. I don't patronize. I don't say stuff. (laughs) I don't have to say anything impressive to you guys here. I have the whole world waiting to hear me till today. So if I wasn't preaching here, I'll have more than enough place to preach even in this town. But what you're doing is great. And it's far bigger than you can imagine. And I challenge you to be in it. To walk with it. But you've got to do it with humility. You've got to be thankful to God that he gave you this opportunity. Mordecai said, Queen, you can go ahead and be preoccupied with your queenness and patronize your manicured nails. But Esther, I need you to know, you are just one of God's options. We serve a God of another place. And the God you serve cannot be stranded because of you. Judas failed him. And the church came together and said, His place, let another take. Acts 1 17. They cast lots and gambled for who else would take that place. And it fell on Matthias. Then God showed up and said, Thank you very much. I don't need your help. I have more options that you can ever imagine. I remember my first church. There's this lady. Still remember her name, Christy. She was a praise and worship leader. We called them those days. Oh, she was everything we wanted. She was the main thing. It wasn't the church. We would carry her she was sick. She had a way of turning the whole place around. And then suddenly, she didn't leave the church like she was angry. Made no sense. She had to go to school a long distance. And the church actually cried. Who will now do praise worship for us? God, nobody like Christy. And the way she was gone, people kept trying. And trying. And everyone said, Kaya, Miss Christy, it's not the same. You know? And one day I was studying, God said, so she had totally become a God to you, right? I said, no, Lord, understand now. There's a way she moves. Nobody moves like that. And then the Lord said, all right, I will teach you a lesson. I said, what lesson? He now said to me to pick up a girl who had never held a microphone. She had a terrible life and God delivered her and I cast out devils from her. Her life, (laughs) you don't want to talk about lady's life. He said, that's the person I'm going to use. (laughs) I said, God, uh, I'm sorry with all respect. I don't think you are serious. Titi, (laughs) everybody knows where Titi came from. And once again, the Lord said, do they know where you came from? He brought me out of the merry clay and set my feet upon a rock to stand. Yesterday is gone. But today is a better day. So I did what did it make sense? Called her out. And I said, You guys have been bothered about Christy not being here. One day she'll probably come back. But God has a better option. And the lady had no pre 
<laughs> she wasn't prepared. She didn't think about it. I didn't talk to her about it. Something I go that crazy. I said, stand up. Come here. You are going to lead our praise worship from now. She started to cry. You could hear her say, Lord, I don't know how to do that kind of thing. I don't even know many Christians. I've just gave my life to Christ. How can you choose me? Look at people here who belong to the group. I said, do you trust me? Then she said, small. <laughs> I said, but do you trust God? Ah, that one I trust you with everything. I said, what is God that told me that you are going to be in church? So the people clapped. They prayed for her. And I said, God made that sister who is part of the group. From next Sunday, you are in charge of praise worship. She came that next Sunday, and I don't need to tell you what happened. It was like, what were we doing with wonderful Christy? This girl is a natural. She has it in her, and she did not even know it. She began to lead us in worship. We were all crying and praying. And some jealous will say, it's mommy water. She's using I say, if it's mommy fire. <laughs> And she's worshiping God is still better than you guys who are out there doing nothing for God. God said, the one I have for replacement is not even a member here yet. Not Matthias that you know. He's called Saul. And soon will be called Apostle Paul. Listen to me. You think you know the members of this church, but you have no idea. You have no idea. God's man, those who have never been here, who are still coming, will come in a particular quality that those who love God will say, Kai, thank God for this person. The best is yet to come. But when Esther heard these words, change her attitude, drove her to action. Suddenly Esther was saying, I'm willing to lay down my life. For the God that I serve. Suddenly she was willing to make sacrifices. For the God of the kingdom of Shushan. She said if I perish. I perish. Ready to do exactly what she said. Hey, me, I don't want to do. Me, I don't like people seeing me. I just want to sit down. Uh, serve God and go away. That's somebody's language. So I'm talking to someone. When God needs you friend. <coughs> answer. God calls you. Say yes I am. Get over thinking about yourself. You are too preoccupied with you. <laughs> and it's time you get preoccupied with the one. Who kept you alive. Brought you out of the things you went through. Gave you the job that you have. Come out from among them. And be ye separated. Touch not the unclean thing. Tonight I say to you, every mountain must be brought low. Every valley must be exalted. And every crooked path must be made straight. Then the glory of God will come over your life. And that which you are asking and praying and fasting for will be given to you effortlessly. God is saying, give me what I want. I'll give you what you want. Take care of me, I'll take care of you. Make me happy. Don't just step into the church. <coughs> I beg your pardon. And be preoccupied with what God should do for you. The question is, he asked Paul a million dollar question. 
what will you have me do for you? And God is asking. When he came to Esther, the words that Esther had freed her from her addiction to self-preservation. This queen woman died to herself, died to her pride, came out of her comfort zone, stood and was counted with God. I said, God, whatever you want me to do for you, I'm here. For the Bible says, for his pleasure were we created. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, God needs you. Serving God is not a part time vocation. God bless you, Mama Queen Esther, but you're not the first queen that passed this way. If you're talking about being beautiful, Vashti, whose place you took, her beauty was a national treasure. You've got to humble yourself. And play the part that God has given you to play. When the Spirit of God says to you, go, just go. When the Spirit of God says to you, forgive, just forgive. When the Spirit of God says to you, give, just give. <coughs> Serve God with the joy of being here. But be preoccupied with God. Not those who he calls to be of spiritual service to you. Love God so much that nobody can take you out of the place God has put you. That is the story. Many years ago I was in a church and the pastor did something that everybody was angry on my behalf came back next Sunday I was there helping with the things I was helping then the pastor said I'm very surprised I thought you'd be angry and you won't come anymore do you know what I said ah pastor <clears throat> is it not you that insulted me he said no I didn't mean it that way my wife spoke to me I was just angry I'm sorry I said no it doesn't matter that you're sorry or not I just wanted to know that you may be the leader and even the founder of this church but it doesn't belong to you. I love you. I respect you. But the one who called you and brought me here is the reason why I'm still here. Nothing can take me away from here. Insult me next Sunday again. I go vex. Even cry. Clean my face. I'll come back here and serve the only one that can make me what he wants to make out of me. Yes, sir. Not oversensitive. Hey, yeah, I greeted him. He didn't answer me. So, so what? But they answer you. You come here to come look for answer. <laughs> Even you, people greet you, didn't hear. Why must they always hear when you greet people? Calm down and stop being oversensitive. Give excuses for people who hurt you. Find a way through and just enjoy God where He has brought you. Don't have a thermometer. Uh, uh, see the way she's looking at me. Mm. 
that wife self. I don't understand. I thought to her, she just gave me one kind of eye. Hey, buy the eye we want her to give you now. <laughs> Foolish girl. <laughs> oh my God. I think I have to control myself. We will continue next time I come. Everybody stand and give God praise. Do you realize that when you read the story of Esther and all that happened, it could have been called the book of Mordecai. Why did it turn out at a time when women didn't ever, wasn't ever given any place in society? They called the book the book of Esther because Esther stood to be counted. God is hoping that your queenness and your kingness and your wealth and everything you are will be used for the sake of his kingdom so that he can make you great. God is hoping that whoever you are that you break that pride and arrogance that made you make you feel more important than everybody and be more willing to be or rather willing to be more than the queen of Persia and become the queen for God's kingdom. When God spoke to Esther, he wasn't asking her for a favor. He was only telling her the purpose for the favor God has already shown her by making her queen. There's nothing we are that God didn't make us, nothing we have that God didn't give us. And God is saying one good turn deserves another. God is saying I need you to know the source of your health. The source of your strength. The source of your gifting. I am your source. And you owe me your full allegiance. I thought I would hear an amen somebody. David declared, he said, what shall I render unto the Lord? For all his benefits. Psalm 116.12 God didn't give us beauty and strength and positions just so that we would admire it. He wants us to respond to it. You've been so good to me, I deserve to be good to you no matter what anybody says. I read message version Psalm 116.12 He said, what can I give back to God for the blessing he's poured out on me? Look at three people say this is a time to give back. This is that time to give back. Give back. Give back to God. Give back to Standpoint Church. There's nothing I have I learned over the years that God didn't give me. There's nothing I am that God didn't make me. Every time I in service to God, I go places, but I always say, ah, I love the way you dress, I love the way you dress, I love the whatever. And I just smile and say, well, praise God. Nothing is as important to me as the one who brought me this far. I used to share a story with them. When God called me, there was so much anointing, so much grace, things were happening. But the one thing I couldn't understand why I just couldn't get money. And I came from a very rich family. Got to a point, all my clothes and shoes started withering away. So one day I wore like a kaftan like this, which somebody gave me. Somebody who didn't like me, Pastor said, well, somebody gave me this. I tried to look for who to give it. I didn't find it. So I came to your house. Maybe it will fit you. I said it will fit me. 
because all my clothes were gone. I'll be fine. Let my dad said, if you leave this place to go and be a preacher, enjoy your work with God because you are working with headquarters. He said, you have welcome to this house anytime, but don't ask me for a penny. Let me see how you survive. I said to him, dad, thank you for permitting me. What you don't know about the God that I serve is that it's a God that has a thousand hills and mountains and he's a God that my dad says enough go do that one for <laughs> only after I've done that that I notice what it was all like the anointing is there but annoyance was with it so I walk this cloth that this man is forcing me to to try I says try it let me see I said no if you want to give me something give me something you know nice up and down like this so he forced me. I put on the top and it flowed beautifully. He said, where the trousers? Let me see. I said, do you want to give me this thing? He said, no, 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 no. So I took the trousers and I began to wear. It was going up. Then he got to this junction. You know what this junction is? In the Greek, it's called bum bum. Bum bum in the Greek. And I'm blessed with some bum bum. The, the cloud refused to go higher. I felt like saying, this mountain must be removed because that guy is going to take the cloth from me. So I forced it. This is now entered. He said, are you comfortable? I said, I am comfortable. Leave me. Now, this is easy for you, but it was tough for me because all my life, grew up in a rich home. My father was auditor general, North Central, said those guys one time. We lived in paradise. I had never known poverty until I answered the call to ministry. So no practice. So I decided to wear that cloth on Wednesday. And I was moving carefully. They said, ah, yeah, moving to my sister, my new guy. You know, like... <laughs> but all my clothes were torn and tattered. And I was like, you know, then I got to preaching and lost myself. God is here with the power of God. Then I had tear. My mind, I said, no, it can't be. Then, then there was cack. The rope also caught. And what ascended began to descend. <laughs> that day, I didn't know how fast a preacher can take. I said, close your eyes, angels of God are here. Close your eye. If you find your eye open, anything can happen. They close the eyes. I grabbed my trouser and I ran, ran into my little office. My pastors waited for me, waited for I was coming and then one came saying, Man of God, time is going. What do you they do here? So I did this. He said, Jesus. And I said, Maybe if I had a rope, you know, I'm not tight, they won't see the open part. And I said, Sir. Nobody goes to church with extra rope. <laughs> I got the message that day I went back home crying, couldn't finish my sermon. I said, God, what kind of life is this? My life is doing good before you come. I said, I should take your love to the world and all that. How can you do this to me? And the Lord said nothing. A number of months after that, I went to Lagos. Go and preach for someone. In the midst of my preaching, I was talking about faith. That's interesting. 
when you got faith in God, you can move mountains. When you have faith in God, I was, everybody was screaming and enjoying the message. I said, you can literally kick the devil out of your lives. Then the sole of my shoe came out and hit a woman in the front seat. And laugh now. <laughs> no problem. I will revenge. <laughs> I told mommy, I'm so sorry. Oh God. Hey, I'm so sorry. She was bleeding. I'm telling you, Pastor. I, I said, I'm so sorry. I came with what seemed to be me trying to be helpful. She pushed my handkerchief away because it wasn't good enough. I stood in front of her, I didn't know what to do. What am I supposed to do next? Go back to the altar and say, let us continue. <laughs> now, what did I do? I turned to somebody sitting by my side. Oh, say this somewhere. I say, please, I need a favor from you. The guy looked at me and said, what? Can I sit on your seat? And this guy wasn't nice. He said, so where will I sit? I said, I'm sorry. I started crying. I said, I'm sorry. I, I can just share your seat a bit. He said, don't pray. I found another seat. He left and I sat down there. Microphone in my hand. Oh, I'm, like, so I'm preaching faith. Look at me. One heel of shoe is gone. The pastor realizing it. Came to the altar. Came down. Took the microphone from me. And led them all to pray. While they were praying, I slipped out. Had a feeling from what they told me that the hotel they put me in or the guest house was close to the church. So I thought I could find it just to get away from that place so that nobody can see me. But I walked around for an hour and a half and couldn't find the place. Finally found it. And when I did, I fell on my face in that room. <laughs> Oh God. Oh God. What kind of life is this? Now people will be talking about me. That my shoe wounded somebody. Then I heard the voice of God. As clearly as you hear me. He said, Son, what's making you cry now will make you and many people laugh in the future. He said, Because when I start a good work I'm able to bring it to completion ladies and gentlemen this story has been fulfilled in front of your eyes and I'm here to tell you if you stay faithful if you keep trusting him if it's him that's your motivation to be in this church, to give in this church, to do the things you do. Even if nobody celebrates you, a day will come that every hidden seed will become a great tree and everybody will see it. Listen to me. You might be that stone which builders, some builders have rejected. But congratulations. You are going to become the head of the corner. Give God some praise in this house. Give God some praise in this house. Give God some praise in this house. Oh, hallelujah. You didn't bring us.
us this far to leave us. No, 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 no. Did he bring us here to let us down? Ah, God didn't build his home in us to move away. How can he lift us up to let us down? How many of you love him? You say, God, I love you. I don't want to love you more. I'm tired of just doing eye service, trying to please people. From my heart of hearts, I want to get back with you in a way I've never done before. I want to get on fire. I'm tired of disliking people. It's about time I like you and let you do what you want to do in your life. Lift up that voice and pray for a minute. Please forgive me for my use of time. Cabo Talk to your maker. Talk to your perfect love, the one that has never let you down. Talk to the one that understands you more than anyone. And tell him, Lord. A songwriter said, Since I met blessed Savior, since you washed and made me pure. <laughs> My life has turned into a miracle. And now I'm no longer the same. He touched me. Yes, he touched me. She bit And oh, that joy that filled my soul. No matter what the devil says, something it happened. Happened. And now he touched me and he made me whole. He touched me. I believe it. He touched me. Oh, that joy. No matter what the devil says, something in our This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.